know the vibes welcome back to another episode of the hoop genius podcast brought to you by nba 2k24 myself momunzi alongside me as always the three-time nba champion mr bj armstrong how you doing brother real name no gimmicks you know no gimmicks what's going on what's happening Nah, man, just out here discussing the world of the NBA yet again. You're going to be rocking with us <laughs> all week. Uh, stories trending in the NBA right now. The league has delivered an invitation to Mac McClung to participate in the 2024 All-Star Slam Dunk Contest. That's the kid who won it last year? Is- he won it last year. That's right. He's the reigning G League Player of the Month, averaging 25, 6, and 4 for Orlando's G League team. Um, BJ, is it a bad look for the league that they have to get G League players in their dunk contest? I mean, I'm happy for the kid. He did a great job last year. But why do no NBA players want to do this? Have you heard anything from players around the league about their sentiment towards All-Star Weekend and the dunk contest? Well, somehow, you know, this view, or at least this is what I've heard from players who had an opportunity to participate is what do they get out of participating in the dunk contest? Meaning, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's by them not being in it, it's the mystique and what if, but once you get in and you lose, then suddenly I guess it's open to criticism. That's how it's been described to me. Now, I don't happen to see it that way, but that's the perception or perceived from the players who get asked to participate in this. So, you know, for instance, and then I'm saying and he's one of the players, but, you know, Zion, for instance, like if he doesn't win, he'll be, he just, he opens himself to more criticism by not winning the event you know okay so at least that's the perception of how it's been explained to me i don't know how to change it with um, this generation however but that seems to be the thought and how it's taken by you know current players and i don't know if it's right or wrong but at least that's how they're that's how they are beginning to think about it well the winner of the dunk contest last year received a hundred thousand uh, dollars. Second place was fifty thousand, and then third and fourth place received twenty thousand. Do you think increasing the prize money, for example, we saw with the in-season tournament that five hundred thousand dollars was more of an incentive for players to play that? Do you think that if they offered uh, five hundred thousand dollars or a million dollars or whatever it might be for the winner of the dunk contest, that might change the players' opinions? Well, I don't know if it changes. You know, um, but what I do know is certainly you had to think about it. <laughs> I mean, you start putting, you know, those type of numbers, you know, on the prize money, you certainly have to think about it. But, you know, more, I, I just think it's it's lost is it's, you know, at one point at one time that was the that was one of the highlights, especially for Saturday night. Mm-hmm. It's the dunk contest. I mean, mm-hmm. that was kind of the main attraction for everyone to you know, let's see the dunk contest. And for whatever reason, Mo, um, it hasn't been, you know, I, I've always enjoyed the dunk contest. However, 
this generation doesn't seem to enjoy it. It seems to be well, like well, well, we, we do enjoy it because we, it. we saw, in my opinion, the best dunk contest ever, 2016. Oh, gosh. Zach Levine. Why does your generation uh, always see the best ever? You guys are. Are like, you telling me that Zach Levine <laughs> versus Aaron Gordon wasn't the best dunk contest you've ever watched? No, it wasn't the best. What was the best one then? Well, well, well. There, every year there's an opportunity to, you know, like say, you know, this is one of the all-time best, you know, like, you know, for instance, you know, I, I saw the, I saw the Jordan Dominique, you know, like you're talking like Julius Irvin, for instance. I mean, I mean, well, you're talking about people like, you said because some of the all-time greatest. I'm not, I'm not talking about the individual players. I'm talking about Aragorn and Zach Levine were going dunk for dunk in a contest where you could barely even distinguish a winner. Okay, that again, until you've seen them all in the ABA and all of those guys, <laughs> I mean, you guys got a lot of work to do before you can say ever. You guys got to go back in time and look at I, all of the... I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, saying, but, what, you but know, my point you, was, whether or not you think is the very best ever, it was one of the best ever, and that can't be disputed, right? What, what I will say is, do I think it was competitive? Absolutely. That's all I I just like okay. competition. So but that was the point is you were saying this generation doesn't care, but that wasn't that long ago. Um for me, the dunk contest was ruined by one man and one man only. And he goes by the name of Dwayne Wade. Um because it Why seems did he that, ruin it? Why did because he ruin it seems it? that after that year, that was All-Star Weekend in Chicago, <laughs> right? Uh where Aaron Gordon was robbed of a dunk contest um so that Dwayne Wade's um franchise <laughs> of the Miami Heat could have the winner, uh, Derek Jones Jr. Um, it seems after that, players really just said, well, even if I do have the best dunks, I won't win anyway because of how it's judged. And that's when it really dropped off, in my opinion. In my opinion, it should be a public vote for the winner. Like, social media was there. You can do that for a super quick poll on who you think has won. And within five minutes, you have your winner, right? I think that is the best way to do it. I think you need to raise the prize money. And then I think you'll see players going back to it again. If they know it's going to be judged fairly, and you're not going to have players who clearly won but end up not winning. That's the problem for me. And that's my that's my yeah, proposition. I, I mean, I, I remember the the Aaron Gordon. I, I thought it was very competitive. I just like to see people compete, and to me, that's what it's all about. But mm. that's just me. Um, when you're when you are judging dunks, it's a subjective thing. So. From that standpoint, I think it's, you know, it's it's like someone can, you can see an amazing dunk and someone can see a 49, someone can see a 48, and another person can see a 50. If you give it to the fans, then now it becomes a popularity contest where, you know, you might just want to vote for a guy, you know, and you're not even in the building. But, but then even if, it is, even if it is a popularity contest, that would surely draw bigger name players to doing the contest and therefore making it a bigger spectacle. Okay. But to the people, in fairness to the people participating, okay, we've said for whatever reason they don't want to participate. If you have a system in which everyone feels, you know, it's, you know, there there is a way to judge this thing, or I don't know how you can judge it other than a subjective thing. That's what... You know, it's like 
that's the whole thing about prize fighting. Like, <laughs> like you come away all the time with saying, how did that person win or how did that person lose based on the scorecard, which is a subjective thing. Mm -hmm. I think that is probably the most disappointing thing because it's not like, okay, whoever, whoever scores the most points wins the game. There isn't, there isn't an a objective way to score this, which that's probably very frustrating. I could see that. that's probably very frustrating. However, however, there is a huge entertainment value and there's a competitive value, which people celebrate. And anytime you get a, a massive entertainment value, like we saw with the Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon, I thought it was incredibly entertaining and it was very competitive. However, somebody had to win and somebody had to lose, which I could see the level of frustration to the person who lost. I can see it. I'm not yeah. saying I don't. But, but that saying, one was that one was so good that Aaron Gordon said, all right, cool. I'm going to come back and do this again. OK. And then when it happened again, what did he do? He said, I'm doing this again because okay, clearly he go. was so meant to be the winner of that one. And okay. there was a certain judge who didn't let that happen. Okay, whatever. I'm not blaming. I'm just saying, all I'm saying is this. When you are looking at things like this and you are a competitive person and you compete and for whatever reason, you don't think the, whatever, whatever the system is, especially when it's like not part of the regular season, I could see the frustration in it. I'm not saying I I, I I don't see the player side. I certainly see it. However, what I what I will say is the people who lose in, in players not participating is us, the fans. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, it's the entertainment. And you, you know, and when you see a good dunk contest, I would rather talk about, man, that was a great dunk contest rather than who won or who lost, to be honest with you. It's like when you see a great three-point contest, like, you just want to see, like, wow, man, did you see Dirk Nowinski? Did you see Ray Allen? Did you see stuff? I mean, now you're just, like, you're fired up about that. And then, you know, yeah, we we get it. However, the, the, the three-point contest, there's a definite winner. Mm. And the dunk contest is just... Do you, do you think we've become desensitized to amazing dunks? Because first of all, we see so many great dunks happen in games now. Uh, we also have seen so many different variations that there's not too many ideas left that someone could come up with if they're entering a dunk contest. Well, and then we have professional slam dunkers who go around the world doing even crazier dunks that you couldn't even see in an NBA dunk contest because that's their full-time career now. And social media is flooded with these clips <laughs> of insane dunks. So do you think... People are just well, desensitized. Did you just say the guy has a full-time career going Hell around yeah. the country or going around the world dunking? My, my, one of my good friends, Joel, is a professional slam dunker. And he gets booked to go around the world and perform in okay. dunk shows and dunk contests across the globe. And this that's he makes a living from it. This is, this is what I think. You know, there's a thing we'll call creativity. And... There's also a thing now that that you know I've you know you know me Mo I, I'm I'm technologically challenged as you know yep and our our listeners know but AI I find to be very fascinating 
It's it's just like a fascinating thing to me. The technology or the former point guard, uh, former guard for the Sixers. <laughs> the technology, chat, okay. whatever, GPT. Or Shout out to Alan Iverson, though. Okay. But AI, I find artificial intelligence, I find to be fascinating because it kind of strips away your creativity. So, but then I said, well, if I was young in this generation, AI really challenges your ability to be creative. So to me, no wonder, you know, people don't want to participate in the dunk contest because, well, yeah, we've seen everything. Well, we didn't have a, we didn't have the option to see the world that way. You just had to figure out how to do something new and creative that you thought was going to win. Well, this generation doesn't. This this generation like plans. Like I've seen guys, I played with guys who've been in dunk contests. I've never seen guys like plan like what they're going to do in a dunk contest. It's like you, you know, you just gotta be creative. You know, the the create. Some people are very creative. Like someone had the idea. Yeah, I could I could dunk with one hand or two hands. But what if I try to dunk from the free throw line? <laughs> mm. I mean, somebody, someone had that. Then someone said, what if I dunked and put a cape on? <laughs> and then someone said, what if I dunked and jumped over? I mean, you just, I mean, these are like ideas. Like, I don't know how you like, like, you know what I mean? You, you, it's, but the creativity to me is what makes the dunk contest fascinating. It's better than the dunk. Like, like for instance, how many times have we seen a guy do a one-handed dunk? We've seen that millions of times. But I remember when um, D. Brown did it, and he had the shoes with the pumps, the Reebok pumps, yep, right? Yep, remember that? Yep. And he did the one-hand dunk, and he kind of like – and it was like, that was creative. And he, and he, so he blocked me, his eyes with, the, yeah, with, the, with like, his arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like Spud Webb, like the creativity to think that a guy his size, it was just like creative. Like, so to me, what made Aaron Gordon and those guys, it was the creativity is what, to me, what makes the dunk. It's not how high you dunk. It's not about imitating something, someone else. It's like you're, you have an opportunity, Mo. You have a stage to bring something new to this in incredible event. And that, to me, is what makes it special. Aaron Gordon didn't win. But Aaron Gordon is forever part of the dunk contest because what he brought to the to the event. And that to me means more than actually him winning the event because he is one of the elite dunkers that I've I've seen. I mean, the dunks he did was just so creative. Like, but like that's why I have so much respect for our friend Dominique Wilkins. Dominique yep. Wilkins showed up at the dunk contest because he said, you know what? You got to give the people what they want. Mo, every day, you and I show up every day. And how many times have we said, Mo, hey, man, we're going to just let it flow. Just right now. <laughs> there was no episode <laughs> planned for this. Let me, let me ask Mo, you this, though. Let me ask you this. Yeah, JaVale I mean, McGee, a client of yours, did the dunk that contest was awesome. in 2011. I, he dunked on two baskets at the same time. He Mo, dunked unplanned. three basketballs at the same time in his next it's, dunk. We, what was the process of like that leading up to Mo, it? Mo, he just did it. Like, he... He saw a guy jump over a car 
he saw a guy jump over a car, right? Blake Griffin. I remember I was in the stand. He looks at me and I was like, well, what are you going to do? Get two cars? I mean, clearly, <laughs> <Get a> bus. <laughs> clearly, <laughs> clearly, that was part of the gimmick, right? When I say the yep. gimmick, shout out to Blake Griffin. Shout out to Kia being the official car sponsor of the NBA. Correctly. I think it was Baron Davis. Shout out to Baron Davis who threw him through the through the uh through the, the alley sunroof. from inside yeah. the car, yep. Okay. And Javel was like, there was like two hoops there for some reason. I don't know why was it. And he just did it. So he didn't plan that in advance. Where are you gonna get two hoops? <laughs> <You're> working... <laughs> I mean, I don't know, Mo. Maybe you work out with two hoops right next to each other. I don't oh, know, Mo. Maybe you do. I mean, it was Mo. <laughs> I mean, Mo, like it, it just Mo, sometimes, you know, it's like sometimes you get in the studio, I would imagine as an artist, and things just flow. Like you just get in your vibe and you get in that zone and things just happen. Mo, it was awesome. That was like a moment. And people were like, people still talking about that. Like, Mo, like, you know what I'm saying? That, to me, is like, man, that was awesome. Now, Blake Griffin won. However, JaVale McGee had a, something that he brought, and you said, wow. I remember when uh, Gerald, it was uh, Gerald. Gerald Wallace. Uh, uh, Gerald Green with the cupcake. Gerald Green, like, blew the cupcake out or something. You know? You know? But there's things that you think about. God, that was pretty good. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, so, Mo, to me, the entertainment value is what we're missing because these guys have an opportunity to utilize their creativity. Yeah, one of one of my all-time favorites was obviously Dwight Howard doing the Superman, but then Nate Robinson comes out with Crypto Nate. He made a whole character. Obviously, Superman has his kryptonite, yes. and he did a play on words, and then he jumped over Superman. See, see me, Mo, that's, that's what we're missing. So when these guys aren't participating for whatever the reason is, Mo, the creativity to me is what, like... Like, Mo, like, you have an opportunity to utilize, like, what's going on? What's going on up there? And you have an opportunity to express yourself and display this in a way that no one's ever done. Like, like, I remember the first time you saw that Jordan dunk. Like, Mo, like, I mean, he just started leaning and he was like, what? <laughs> what's going on here? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> Get like, mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? The first time guys started, remember that, I don't know if you, you may be too young. The first time Isaiah Ryder like took it between his legs and dunked it. He was playing for Minnesota at the time. He was like, oh, wow. Like, you know what I mean? Well, like there were like moments. Vince Carter, for instance, when he was in a dunk contest mm. in San Francisco, it was just like, I mean, well, there, there's, I mean, those are things that you have an opportunity. You have a captive audience. Now you talk about branding. Everyone's talking about their brand and all their things. Mo, does it really matter if you win or lose? Yeah, it's nice to say. However, oh, you get an opportunity to like, you got a captive audience. You got millions of people all around the world watching. And you're like, nah, like Mo, nah. Mm -hmm. But then everyone wants to be a brand. Everyone wants to be, you know, to be content creator and all these things and then you you have this opportunity and you're like ah nah, nah. <laughs> hey mo nah, nah i don't want it just like it's like what <laughs> like like mo mo we got a chance to be in front of 10 million people and we're like nah 
We don't want to do that. <laughs> what if we come in second place? <laughs> I mean, Mo, I it doesn't even. It's like you, you, you like, like man, you, you know, you don't even know what comes out of things like this, mm-hmm. right? You know what I'm saying? And that's what I see. You have these platforms, you have this marketing machine, and you're like, eh. eh I'm, I'm good. <laughs> hey, Mo, I'm good. Yep. I'm, not, I'm not doing that. So hopefully, you know, we'll get back to the entertainment value of what this is, Mo, the creativity of what this is all about. And yeah, it's nice to win. Don't get me wrong. However, I just want to see, I just want to see, I just want to be entertained. It's Saturday night, Mo. Yep. It's Saturday All-Star night. All-Star Saturday at, night. All-Star Saturday night. And no one wants to entertain. So... I don't know. I don't know if AI has set in <laughs> All Star Weekend. <laughs> it's like it's just artificial now. Or <laughs> are we? Are you still going to allow human beings to be creative? Because that's what we want to see, Mo. That's what we want to see. You know what I want to see, Mo, in the three point contest? I want to see one of the guys shoot it with their offhand. On the, in the three point contest. In the three point contest. Man. That's what I want to see. Mo, if only Larry Mo. Bird was still playing, huh? Mo, that's what Mo. I just want to see a guy shoot it, shoot it, and then shoot it and make a make a three with his offhand. I, I, Mo, I just want to see, like, I just want to be creative. Like, like we all can st- we still have that when Larry Bird shot it and he held his finger up. No, that was that's part of the that's part of our creativity. Like he put his spin on it. Everybody puts their spin on something you know what i mean and it's like that's, that's what makes it great that's what makes it fun you know I, I don't know i don't take myself serious enough to really yeah you you do your best but at the same time man you're, you're there to that's what make that's what makes this business incredible yeah you want to well, compete however you you want to entertain as well i just asked chat gbt to give me an idea for a dunk to do in the nba slam dunk contest that has never been done before oh, so wow. ai has come up with this <laughs> the reverse gravity dunk. In this dunk, the player starts by bouncing the basketball high off the backboard. As the ball reaches its peak and begins to descend, the player executes a front flip in midair, catching the ball with one hand and slamming it into the hoop with a reverse dunk. This dunk would combine incredible athleticism, time, and creativity, creating a visually stunning and never-seen-before spectacle in the NBA Slam Dunk Contest. So if AI is taking over, we're going to see someone do a front flip in midair while catching an alley-oop. I don't know if that's humanly possible, but they'll probably make a robot that can do that soon. Anyway, around the NBA, um, our friend Sam Amick of The Athletic has dropped some trade rumors. Uh, number okay. one, Laurie Markkinen says he does not want to be traded. He Laurie Markkinen said, I just want to emphasize that I really believe in what we're building here with the Utah Jazz. He's hoping that no team comes Utah's way with a godfather offer that leads to him being relocated. That's a huge win for a small market team and uh, really pays credit to what they're building over there with the Jazz. In Utah, do you think that teams are going to be trying to steal a lorry from the Utah Jazz, or will he get his wish of being able to stay there? You know, I love what I love what Danny Ainge is doing. I, I mean, you know, to all of the young executives and wannabe executives, Danny Ainge has found a way to. He always keeps his name, his team, and his players always in. This circle, you know, you've heard me say this more. Our listeners, if you don't hear your name in a trade rumor, that probably means you're going to be out of the league. Suddenly, mm-hmm. now Laurie Marketing's name has come up in the trade rumor. 
Now, I think this is great for Lori Marketing. Why? Because one, you always, as an executive, you want to see how other people view your player. Because a lot of times, Mo, you fall in love with your own players. Mm -hmm. And you overvalue your players. Two, they're not winning, Mo, by the way. Nope. <laughs> okay? Nope. Hey, Mo, but you know. A lot of stars will be trying to get a first-class ticket out of there. Okay. They're not winning. Three, it allows you to assess all of the ways to improve your team, right? The draft is obviously one. The trade deadline, which we'll be talking here shortly, and you will be leading the charge on all of the rumors. <laughs> okay. Okay. You, you, you have free agency. And then players prove from within. The one thing, Mo, you can't undervalue with a player is the following. Is you always want to see what your players are worth. And you know what I love about what, what it is? Is Danny Ainge in these trade rumors has made it clear. We want five first round picks or so. Yep, just like he got for Rigo Bell. So in this trade rumor, he's letting Larry Marketing know how we value, we value you here as a superstar. And if you can't give us that, then there's no reason to even call me. Mm -hmm. So he's giving the media food for thought. Now everyone's talking about it. He's value Lori Marketing and said, if you're not giving him, giving us what a max, super max player looks like. Don't call us. And he's letting his team know who's the superstar of this current roster. Mm -hmm. And Mo, I love that. Why? Because Mo, as you're getting your pieces in place, it allows you to let everybody know like, oh, wow, Danny. Oh, my gosh. this guy. I mean, what he did for Rudy Gobert. And now the fan base is like, well, we love you, Lori. Mm-hmm. Lori comes out and says, hey, man, I became an all-star here. I want to be here. And you never undervalue when a player wants to be there. So what Danny is doing is terrific, Mo. It's like psychology 101. <laughs> <laughs> I love what he's doing. Now he's established who is the leading, who is the lead player on his roster. He's already established he's getting the Mega Max. <laughs> mm -hmm. And if you want him, you better give us what we've determined what a max player is worth. Phenomenal. Mo, because no matter how this turns out for Lori Marketing, he's going to get paid. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. And as you say, secure the bag. Well, Always. the bag has just been secured. Yep. Okay, so now Danny, in his brilliance, every team is going to always, Mo, call about, well, is it, hey, hey, Danny, what's going on? Is there any truth what's going on? And Danny probably, really probably wants to trade someone else on their roster. Mm-hmm. John Collins. I, this is just, and Mo, this, this is what I want to be talking about with you. And when you start using these tricks, and you're going to see if someone falls for this trick, 
Lori Markkinen became an all-star there. I seriously doubt if he's going to trade him. Maybe, maybe. I mean, maybe someone gives him. But if someone does come in with five first-round picks, then you never know. Like, I mean, OKC have got a million, so. Maybe, maybe, maybe. And if he does get that, you and I, or at least I will be celebrating going, wow. Good for Mm -hmm. you, Danny. Okay, good for you. You were able to secure five first-round picks or whatever it is you're looking for here. So I think this is great. I think it's a it's a terrific move by him. Keeps him always on the phone. You know, Pat Riley somehow, I'm waiting for him to conjure up some way to get into the trade talks <laughs> because <laughs> he's always in the in the business. Yep. And you see all of these guys. That's why some of these guys are excellent at what they do. It's because they're constantly they're relentless and they're constantly figuring out how to improve their team so you know know, salute to those guys i i love that i think that's good business for for what you're doing you keep your name out there you keep your team out there you're working the phones and if you get a if you get a taker hey man good for you but either way it's good to be lawyer marketing right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there's also rumors here about the 76ers and the Sacramento Kings, and we'll dive into them later this week. Uh, so make sure you guys are subscribed across YouTube, uh, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts from. BJ, I appreciate you as always. We'll be back yes, for sir. more tomorrow. Uh, make sure you guys lock in. And in the meantime, get buckets.